You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell begins a new series entitled Feeding Your Potential. In this first part, Linnell asks his radio audience, are you feeding your potential? Are you clear on your purpose? Do you know who you are supposed to be? Let's join the conversation. Tonight's topic, the topic that we will continue to really poke holes in over the next few weeks is feeding your potential and the two questions that I'll be asking this evening and probably over the next couple of weeks, although I'm working on a a guest next week. I got a guy that I want to have in here, man. When I tell you I'm excited about the potential and the possibility here, I got a, a, a gentleman that I think you all need to hear from. And so I'm, a, I'm looking to have him in the studio next week. I'm working on it. I got to get him to say yes. But I'm working on that. While I'm working on that, are you feeding your potential? And are you clear on your greatness? And do you know who you are supposed to be? So the the best way for me to get into this topic, to really begin to dive in, because this is round one of a multi-round conversation. So the best way to get into this topic outside of how I open is to share a blog post I wrote a long time ago called Tug. I'm going to basically summarize the post, but... I always like going back to this when I'm talking about potential and I'm talking about greatness and when I'm talking about who or what we can achieve. And so when a baby elephant is born into captivity and a trainer wants to ensure that he can control the elephant when he becomes bigger, what he does is he places a rope on one of the calf's legs, right? The elephant is still a calf, it's still small. And he places a rope on the calf's leg and the rope is attached to a sturdy wooden post that they beat into the ground, okay? And this is the first and most important step the trainer will take to keep the elephant within a certain proximity for the rest of its life. Okay? This is a very important step that the trainer takes. And this wooden post will cause the rope to pull on the calf's leg whenever it tries to move out of the allotted proximity that the trainer has provided. And this is while the calf is small. And so when the elephant is young, his primal instinct is to be free, right? When we're children, and I'm taking this to us right away, 
When we're children, our primal instincts are to be great. You ask a child who they want to be. You know, they don't give you mediocre and average things, right? They always say something that is above average. I want to be an astronaut. Think about an astronaut. An astronaut actually goes out and meets the stars, okay? I want to be the president, and I want to be LeBron James. They want to be great. And so a child identifies with greatness. And so when the elephant is young, his primal instinct is to be free. And so this calf, when it's young, will enthusiastically pull against the post day after day. And he'll tug and he'll keep pulling and he'll tug and pull and tug and pull until after tugging for a few years and never pulling free. The young elephant will give up. The young elephant will give up. Thus, before the elephant can even vaguely begin to understand his future potential and power, he is convinced that he is powerless. What about us? So the child gets into a classroom where he hits barriers Maybe he doesn't learn like the other children. Maybe she doesn't understand things the way they're being taught as quickly as other children. And please understand, I'm, I'm, I'm being very careful with my language, okay? You know, she doesn't understand the way she's being taught like the other children. Has nothing to do with her greatness, has nothing to do with her intellectual capacity or ability, but... The way she's being taught doesn't resonate with her, okay? And so this child might feel like they're pulling, they're tugging, they're pulling, they're tugging. And what they're being taught at a young age is that they are powerless, that they're not smart, that they can't achieve great things, that they can't do whatever it is that they want to do on this earth. And so take this back to the elephant, 13,000 pounds and a decade later, this elephant can be bound with the same rope to the same wooden post and totally confined, totally confined, confined, not because he can be contained but confined because he believes it is useless to tug. So because some of us encountered so many barriers and so much resistance so early in our lives, we've become confined. We're contained. We go to work every day, nine to five. We sit in traffic. We listen to the same radio station. We sit down at our desk. We do the same work. We leave at the same time and then we get back in the car. We listen to the same radio station and we go home and we do the same things. We eat the same meals and watch the same shows. Confined. 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 But not contained. Confined not because we can be contained. 
but confined because we believe that it's useless to tug. And so we become confined in our minds, just like the elephant. Because the boundary is now in the elephant's head, not in the system. Okay? And for many of us, the boundary is in our heads. It's not in the system. Because the system is an illusion. And many of us are just like this elephant when it comes to pursuing our dreams, goals, and aspirations, right? We've tugged, we've pulled, we've tugged, we've pulled, we've tugged and we've pulled so long that at some point we gave up. And when we truly had the power and the greatness to move, we didn't because we were so used to being confined. We're so used to being contained, we thought to ourselves, nah, not me. I can't do that. No, they got the wrong person. They need to call someone else. I'm not that guy. And it's all in the mind. And like that wooden post, the system is weak in comparison to our untapped potential and power. In fact, many of the systems that seemingly confined us in the past have completely broken down or changed. I mean, in the past, I've shared how the information age has brought everything to our fingertips. I've had other shows about all the ways the world is at our fingertips. And unfortunately, because the world we grew up in We pushed, we tugged, we pushed, we tugged. We feel like it's not possible. I can't reach my potential. Some of us have even robbed ourselves of what we thought was potential. I, I can't do that. I thought I could. And well, that was when I was young and silly. That was when I thought I could do anything. Now I'm older and I see the system that's in place. They'll never let me. They'll never let me. And just like that elephant who tugged and pulled and tugged and pulled, we find ourselves contained. And here it is. We have 13 pounds of power, 13,000 pounds of power like the elephant. And we're confined because it's all in the mind. So check this out. I said, you know, I talk about the system and how the system has changed. In 1970, owning a corporation provided the owner a rare kind of leverage. In 2015, owning a laptop computer provides equitable leverage and access to all the information you will ever need. In 1980, if you wanted to write a book, you needed a publisher. You know, you had to go through somebody who had to agree with your manuscript and basically tell you if you had the potential to attract a large audience. I remember reading a story about Sylvester Stallone when he was selling Rocky and how they wanted to give him peanuts for his manuscript and how, you know, he he said, nope, not doing it. Back then, he couldn't just go 
create a movie. Now you got people on YouTube putting movies together and getting paid because they saw something. They saw potential. They saw possibility. Now in 2015, you can write and self-publish your book as an ebook, and your audience or lack thereof will judge your work, not a middleman. The world has changed. In 1990, if you wanted to reach a large audience to hear what you had to say, you needed a theme. You have to have an advertising agency. You needed to have a promoter. You needed an agent. And you needed a stage or a theater where you would say what you had to say or do what you wanted to do. In 2015, if you want to be heard, all you have to do is plug into social media, plug into Facebook, plug into Instagram, plug into Twitter. And then hundreds, maybe thousands of people will follow you and participate as your audience and listen to what you have to say. Back in 2000, the early 2000s, access to information that assisted us in doing and creating meaningful work came to our workstation via wires. You had to be sitting down at a computer. You had to be able to afford a computer. You had to be among the privileged who had access to that type of technology. 15 years later, 2015, access to information that can assist us in doing and creating meaningful work can be done anywhere with a Wi-Fi or data connection. So what have you attempted to do in the past that failed? What have you been told you cannot do? And how long ago was that? Have you tugged against your wooden post lately? Have you pulled against that wooden post recently? You should. Because only two things will happen. Either you will fail or you will succeed. But your chances are 50-50 if you tug. But your chances are 0% if you don't. So tonight, I want to kick off this topic for the month by telling you, it's time to tug. It's time to pull. It's time to really think about your potential and your possibility and begin to exercise the boundaries in your mind. I was talking to a friend of mine last night and uh, he shared that one of the books that he loves is called The Magic of Thinking Big. The Magic of Thinking Big. I haven't read the book yet, but you know I wrote it down, and you know I'm about to consume it as soon as I get a chance. But The Magic of Thinking Big. Here's the thing. Some of us are even afraid to think big. Why are you afraid to think big? Nobody's even in there with you. I can't read your thoughts. And the reason we're afraid to think big is because we just do not like disappointment and we do not want to disappoint ourselves. Time out for that. Time out for being confined in your mind. Time out for being contained. It's time to tug. It's time to pull. 
because you just might uproot that wooden post and find that your confinement was nothing more than an illusion. Feeding your potential. Are you feeding your potential? I get on the air Saturday night in and Saturday night out. And I I say the same things over and over. Some of the same things I say is follow the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page. Some of you guys still haven't done that. Are you feeding your potential? I mean, simple stuff. I'm not talking about going to libraries anymore. You got people trying to give you information. I tell you to enroll in a text messaging service. It's free. And you look at your phone and you don't even move. All you got to do is type with your fingers. All you got to do is unlock your phone and some of your phones ain't even locked. And just put inspired in a text message and put it to 43783 and you still haven't done that yet. Are you feeding your potential? And then you wonder why you're not maximizing yourself. We're not even taking the easy steps. I got a comment on one of my blog posts. The seven ways that the world is at your fingertips. And I might read it next week. But here's the gist of what the gentleman who wrote the comment was saying. It was a very long comment. And what he said is this. Linnell, nice post. Seven ways the world is at everyone's fingertips. In essence, the world might be at your fingertips, but it's not at the fingertips of the people who read your blog. And it's not at the fingertips of the people who listen to you on the radio. And the reason it's not at the fingertips is because they will refuse to do what you say. They will refuse to take action. They will refuse to just follow the simple steps that you provide. So as a result, the world is not at their fingertips. They're confined. They're contained. Because it's easier for people to sit back and listen and shake their heads than to actually take action on the knowledge that they hear. Now, he said it way more eloquently than that. He's a blog writer, and I went to his blog, and I read some of his writing, and I'm telling you, I was like, man, this guy blew me away. In his comment, I approved the comment and put it out there because what he said was true. He was right. The world is not at some of our fingertips because we have access to people that can change our lives. And we have access to information that can change our lives. And we don't do anything with it. We don't take action. Why? Now, you know, I I close last month's topic talking about fear. And one of the things that I've shared when I talk about fear is that fear freezes. I was talking to a pastor at a birthday gathering this evening before I, I came to the show. And one of the things that him and I were talking about was this whole concept of resistance. And he was sharing with me. He has a vision for his church and he's encountering resistance. And I, I told him, you're on the right path. If, if people ain't feeling what you're saying, you're on the right path. You headed in the right direction. But one of the reasons we don't take action is because we get this resistance and we lock up because of the fear. 
I mean, so simple things like a text messaging service, you know, listening to me week after week and not actually taking advantage of it. What's got you frozen? Why are you frozen? It's fear. We get to the point where we say, well, I don't want that. Eating up my text messages. I only get a thousand a month. (laughs) I send a text message a day. Yet we'll send all kinds of foolishness over our text messages. Hey, look at this picture I just got foolishness right hey check out what meeks meek mills new diss on drake is i mean that's the kind of stuff we send out but i don't want to waste my text messages i was uh, a vendor last night at the joshua gathering power moves bunch of young people and i i had a booth and i had the signs up and i had one of the signs uh that said you know it had all the text messaging information you know text inspired to 43783 and a young lady came up and uh, I say, well, why don't you enroll in a text messaging service? She said, oh, you know, I got to count my text messages. I said, you got to count your text messages. I said, okay, I can tell you that I won't send you more than 10 text messages a week. And so that's 40 text messages a month. Ooh, well, I don't know. And while she's doing it, she's texting. She's looking down at the phone, texting people stuff. Okay, yes, no. I'm busy right now. I'm talking to somebody. Text. <laughs> Probably sent like four or five texts. <laughs> but you don't want to sign up for something that's going to feed your potential. I'm telling you, we got to get this figured out. <laughs> you know, we got to take a real long, hard look because often I can have a conversation like this about potential and possibility. And we have all kinds of big excuses and we don't even look at the stuff that we can address right up front. Right in our face. Are you feeding your potential? Are are you are you intentional about your goal for 2015? You know, one of the things I said is I used to be a great basketball player. I used to be good. There was a time I can remember back in college where if I spot up and I was open, that was three points done. (laughs) You might as well count it. I would see guys faces when they couldn't get to me. You know, that look of despair, oh. <laughs> like this guy open. Now, nah, I don't shoot like that no more. That was 20 years ago or almost 20 years ago. I don't shoot like that anymore. So anyway, I have a project. I'm like, ain't no reason I can't shoot like that again. OK. And so in order for me to meet the potential of being that type of shooter again, that means I have to go to the gym and shoot. Right now. In order to be inspired to go to the gym and shoot, that means I have to set a goal. And I've got a basketball with a quote on my vision board now. Okay? I keep the basketball in the trunk of the car. I keep the basketball in the trunk of the car. Like small things, right, that help me reach my potential. Help me reach my potential. I might have the opportunity to shoot around, kill some time. If my goal is to be a lights out shooter again, then there are small things I have to do to make sure I got to get up a little early and go to the gym and get so many shots up. If I'm saying 300 shots a day or 300 shots every other day, then I got to create the how am I going to do that? I got to put something in my little small things. Right. I've gotten more interested in basketball forums. I've subscribed to guys on YouTube who talk about here's what it takes to be a great shooter. Here's what it takes to be a great dribbler. 
small things to reach my potential. I'm feeding the potential. And I'm using this because it's a real simple, simple example. So often I could say, well, if I'm going to be a great shooter, then I got to get the ball in the games. And then I play a game and they didn't give me the ball, man. How am I going to be a good shooter if they don't let me shoot? Right? And that's what we do. We go from the little small things that we could do to enable ourselves to becoming victims of what other people aren't doing or the system. Right? Zach, they didn't give me the ball in the game. So how am I going to be a good shooter if they don't let me practice my shooting? I mean, that's what it sounds like when people tell me some of the excuses. That's what it sounds like. Zach over there laughing. Some of y'all probably laughing. That's what it sounds like when people tell me, well, now I don't have time, man. You're not even taking the first step. You're not even taking the first step towards the goal. All you're looking at is I don't have time versus saying, well, how could I feed that? How could I begin to grow that muscle where I can really, truly begin to go after my greatness? Get clear on who I'm supposed to be. Are you feeding your potential? Next week, I'm going to share a number of self-awareness questions. These are things I ask myself routinely. The first question I'm going to give you tonight, and then we'll go through the rest next week. That's if I don't get this guy I want to have on the air. If I get the guy, then it's going to be the following week. So you just got to lock it in. Your first time listening, set your alarm. You don't want to miss this. I'm telling you. Feeding your potential, I'm starting to find that I might have did it. I might have did it backwards. I talked about uh, are you are you going after your possibility? Are you reaching your possibility? I probably should did this first because part of the reason we're not reaching our possibility is because we're not even feeding our potential. So, are you feeding your potential? And oh, listening to this show is feeding your potential, and I can say that. You know, because writing and preparing for these shows is feeding my potential. You know, I learn from other people. All this ain't me. But I learned tonight talking to the pastor. You know, yeah, I'll like to get some of him. I'll absorb you in a sec. You talk to me, I'm going to absorb you. (laughs) Because you can feed my potential. You know, since when did Linnell know everything? None of us is as smart as all of us. That's Helen Keller. I'm always looking for ways to feed my potential. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.